Welcome to Elevate Your Life and Soul. I'm your host, Marla Kennedy, life coach, mama, and spiritual soul seeker. Each week, this podcast will bring you interviews, stories, and mentoring so you can truly know your value, know your worth, and elevate all areas of your life. Let's rise together. Welcome to episode five. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. It's an interview with spiritual life coach Ali Wilkins and we dive into managing overwhelm, making little commitments that are really achievable instead of huge goals and how to get unstuck. So stay tuned. But before we jump in, I wanted to share with you an offer that I have if you are looking for a life coach and one-on-one coaching. I currently have a couple of spots open to work with me one-on-one. So if this resonates, head over to Instagram at Marla Loves and send me a message or send me an email at Marla at MarlaKennedy.com and we can have a chat and see if we're a good fit. All right, let's jump into the interview. Hey, Ali, welcome to Elevate Your Life and Soul. I am so happy to have you here today. Um, how are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited to to talk about this topic. Yeah, so I would, um, before I start, I'd just love to jump in and ask, what was the last thing you had to eat? <laughs> I had some scrambled eggs. Cool, yeah. Delicious. For lunch, not breakfast. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I like it. Any time of day. <laughs> That's totally cool. We have, like, we actually just had like pasta for breakfast, which was our uh-huh. leftover dinner. So, yeah. Um, and I'd love you to just quickly just share a little bit about who you are and your story. Sure. Um, so I'm Ali Wilkins. And the short version of the long story is basically, um, you know, I lived normal life, like grew up with my family, went to school, went to college, did all the right things in terms of like, got a good job. And I remember one day I was just sitting at my corporate job. I think I was 24 and I had this realization of like, oh my God, I'm not going to retire for like 50 more years. And this just huge realization hit me. I was like, I can't live this way. Like, I'm just going to work, coming back home, watching TV, going to sleep and reliving the same thing every single day, living for the weekend, except on the weekends, I was either partying or I was sleeping all day because I just got really depressed once I had that realization of like, oh, this is what life is going to be. And I'm so grateful because I started to see these examples of people who were doing different things and who were living life kind of outside of the normal, like get a job box. Um, I was like, oh, there's, there's a different possibility. And these people like just popped in at the, at the perfect moments to inspire me. Um, and I just decided I'm going to, I'm not going to do this. Like I'm going to create something different for myself because I can't just sit here. I worked in marketing. So I was just like on the computer all day doing like advertising for companies I didn't care about. I was like, this is not what I'm here for. Like, this isn't fun. I'm not enjoying myself. So I kind of went on this journey of trying to figure out like what I was here for. Um, I quit my job. I went to Bali and did yoga teacher training, <laughs> yeah. which was really just like, I have no idea what I want to do. Let me just run away and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I came back, I had like some little, some little breadcrumbs of clues and ideas of what I wanted to do, but I didn't really know how to do it. So 
I ended up going back to corporate, but I slowly learned about manifesting and law of attraction. And so I manifested better positions, better pay, better like environments at work. And I used the salary I was earning to fund like exploration of my soul, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, over a few years, I, I explored so many different things. And once I found coaching and personal development and spirituality and all of this stuff, like it was just game over. I was like, this is it. Mm. <laughs> this is what I want to do. And I want to help other people um, just live more freely and live really their dream life and not feel like they have to be confined to something. So that's what I do now. And um, that's a short version, but mm -hmm. yes. Um, yeah. And so you would, you, you, describe yourself as a spiritual life coach yeah I love um I think it's really important that we are utilizing like the laws of the universe and our spirituality to allow us to dream bigger and all of these things but also grounding them with practicality like we need both and what I found when I was studying is most people either teach like all super woo woo stuff like very all manifesting which is super fun I love that work but a lot of the times what I found is when we're in that area space, we can't actually hold what we're creating. We need some of the practical, like grounded rules of planet earth, basically, in order to, to stay rooted down. Peta Kelly says that I, I think she said this really beautifully. And she's like, I'm like a kite just flying up in the air, like, and the kite could go up and up and up forever, but somebody has got to grab that string and make sure it doesn't completely fly away and just like go into space <laughs> mm, yeah but I feel so like true. we have to have both yeah 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 and I totally agree I think you can go like way too far one way or way too far the other and it it just yeah. I mean we're having this this human experience for a reason like you know mm -hmm. like you've got to embody that as well I think it's really important um and so for you like I mean a lot of people I know find it really hard like managing overwhelm and they get really stuck in like what they're doing um unsatisfied unfulfilled what um would you say how can you speak to that a little bit yeah I mean I feel in our, in your spiritual journey and everybody's on one, whatever you're going towards is going to feel somewhat overwhelming at first, whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, parenthood or motherhood, or you find out you're pregnant and all of a sudden you're like, there's all of this information that you're kind of expected to know, or all of these different, it's all new way of being. And you're like carrying a being inside of you and all these different things, anything new we go for, we're probably going to experience some sort of overwhelm. Um, and for me, I always go back to the question of what is my priority here? Like, what's the most important thing for me to be working on right now instead of, so for example, like I feel a lot of women especially have, have kind of a more significant relationship with overwhelm because we have a lot on our plate. We've really been taught to multitask and it's like glorified. And so we have to stop multitasking because that's what creates the overwhelm in the first place of thinking we can do like six things at once and starting to really just focus on what's the most important thing for me doing right now to be doing right now, not jumping around from, Oh, I'm going to check my email. And then I'm going to like, it depends on what your job is, obviously what your duties are, but I'm going to check my email and then I'm going to make dinner and then I'm going to do the dishes. And then I'm going to like 
go to the park and see my friend and then I'm going to do all these things, but trying to do them all at once or talking on the phone and you're doing, you're doing laundry and you're trying to do the dishes and you're like wiping a baby's butt and you're doing all these things at once, but mm. really focusing on, okay, let me slow down and just do one thing at a time instead of trying to be superwoman. Yeah, totally. And so how, like, could you give an example of how you kind of like throughout your day, manage that and like just stick to one thing at a time because I think sometimes it can be hard for people to click get the like click on exactly what to do you know like yeah and because we're so conditioned to think Mm. in multitasking it's we're so used to it it's our habit it's our go-to so first we have to literally train ourselves not to do that so for example um I think the first part of it is like looking, if you're somebody who writes a to-do list, if you don't write a to-do list, maybe something that can support you is starting to write it. So you don't have all of these ideas just floating around in your mind and you're like, I can't forget this. I can't forget that. Mm. I'm the person who has, I've written a to-do list. I think honestly, since I was like a child, (laughs) I'm really, (laughs) I'm really organized. But what I realized was I was putting so many things on my to-do list like it ever would have been possible for me me to do all of these things. Like, what am I thinking? So if you are somebody who keeps a planner, a Google calendar, whatever, look at what you have written for the day. Like, is this reasonable? Do you have, Mm -hmm. like, is this actually possible for you to do? Because what I realized is I would be pushing tasks down like days and days and days and then weeks and weeks and weeks. And I, I would look at it, I'm like, this was on my list six months ago. It obviously wasn't that important. Yeah. If it's just now, like, has to be done. So starting to get real about what are the actual important things that have to get done today, and maybe only giving yourself two or three big things. Mm. And we live in such a culture that's like, you have to be productive or you're not successful today. You have to be productive or you're just in order to, like, be a good human today. So we... And instead we overburden ourselves with a million things and then feel bad when we can't do them all. Mm. Yeah. And I think um, you write this to do list and if it's a really long thing, you have these commitments to yourself of things you're going to get done. And if you don't complete them, then you're letting yourself down and it's out of integrity with your commitments. So that can be actually really detrimental. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you, do you think it's important to um, check starts really small when you do them and maybe just start with a, like one small thing and then maybe build up on that or what would you yeah, advise? Yeah, for sure. Do? So for example, like if you have, if you have a new year's goal, a lot of people have new year's goals that are around losing weight, getting healthy, getting fit, whatever it might be instead of giving yourself the goal of I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the first month, yeah, give yourself a tiny goal. Like, okay, I'm going to stop eating sugar after nine o'clock at night yeah. or like setting ourselves up to win. Because a lot of times um, we lose confidence in what we say when we say we're going to do something and we don't. But if you say all of a sudden, I'm going to completely change all of my health patterns in this one month, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not used to that. So give you're, it's more likely that you're going to fail. So give yourself teeny tiny goals that you can just like, you know, are so easy. You It's like, Oh, this is so easy. I have to do it. So you're going to be proud of yourself. Yeah. Slowly building on those, whatever area of life it's in. So that way you're not feeling like, Oh, I missed this again. 
didn't do it again. Like, I'm awesome. I've done <laughs> I was going to do for two weeks straight. Now what yeah. can I do? How can yeah. I amp it up? I'm so glad you said that because that's something that I'm huge on in this year. You know, I, I, I don't set big resolutions. You know, I might have, I usually have a few, well, this year I've had a few theme words and then I just make commitments and yeah. I call them my little commitments. So there'll be something really small, like I'm going to check, only check my phone after a certain time or, you know, really like small, manageable, bite-sized things that actually yeah. will create like a powerful shift. Like they, just because something small doesn't mean it's not powerful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And as you were saying, that, I'm like, <laughs> that even seems like it, <laughs> like that's like, that's big for me, honestly, that would be like challenging. So that's an awesome one. And I love how you called them little commitments. They're little, but they're also super powerful. So I love that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, oh, the phone thing is probably, that was just an example. I'll, I have to become transparent. That's probably not one of mine. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I am actually, one of my things is to try and use my phone, not use my phone around my son and my kids because like, I can put it down and be more aware yeah. of it. Because I find, um, and it is, it's, it's a challenge for me, but I find that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes you so much more present and, um, yeah. And turning your phone off at night, I do, I put it like, I turn all my notifications off on my phone so that it won't mm-hmm. buzz and bother me and disturb me and stuff. And that's made a huge difference. I think it affects sleep and yeah. So I really invite every people to do those little commitments because they're, yeah, they're small and mighty. Um, yeah. <laughs> And why do you think that um, people say stay stuck? Um, I th- that's a big question. I think there's probably so many different answers mm-hmm. to it. But I was talking to someone this morning, and I feel like this maybe this answer is for somebody who's going to be listening to this. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we stay stuck because we're afraid to look at what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And I was mentioning to her. Um, so this client I was talking to, we were talking about sometimes like the example of, of exercise. So some people are really geared towards like really high impact, like mm. super sweaty, really intense workouts. And then other people sometimes can be geared towards slower paced workouts, like easy restorative yoga, things where you're not sweating, but slower paced. That's me. <laughs> mm. um, usually we actually need the opposite. So what I was sharing with her, it's like the person who loves the really high impact stuff. What I've noticed, and I get to do more of the high impact because that's what I don't like as much. So mm-hmm. it goes for me as well. But what I've noticed with clients who are the really like driven high impact exercisers, they actually have a lot of trouble sitting still. And mm-hmm. so my question for those types of people when I'm working with them is usually like, what is, what comes up when you get still that you're trying to run away from? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that. sometimes when we're, when we're stuck, we're not willing to look at certain areas or other times we just haven't, we haven't given ourselves permission to really dream and like allow something new to come through. Mm. Yeah. That's such a powerful question. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think? I'm interested to see what you think about that too. Um, yeah. So I guess like when I think about people being stuck, I, I really feel like, yeah, there's that awareness factor and 
you you can it's, it can be so easy to lie yourself and deny something and say that's not me um and project outwards project blame outwards and put it onto other people and take the responsibility off yourself yeah. um and i think i well, i feel when that 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 can be happen quite often and i found that i've i've done that myself and i'm i don't mm-hmm. really experience myself doing that too much now maybe sometimes but uh, I mean I know that I'm very aware and you are too obviously we're consciously put practicing these things and going back over them again and again um revisiting that stuff but yeah it can be it can also be you know the stuckness and the overwhelm can be a sense of confusion like not knowing what to do not having the tools not knowing who to talk to or or even that there's a possibility like I remember speaking this is to an to a mum who was like really stuck in the busyness of being a mum and really overwhelmed and everything by that and I said to her what do you want and she it didn't even to occur to her that she could have a want that she was allowed to have permission to want something like and she was thrown by that and to me I think there are I think there is a lot that happens a lot um so there's that permission there giving yourself permission to do things or be get curious about things and um I guess that comes down to people pleasing so as well because you're if you're like in a relationship or you have kids or you know even family obligations or something we often feel stuck or overwhelmed because we think we have to live from other people's expectations instead of our own and that can get you really trapped in the the stuckness as well but like you said it is a really big question so (laughs) yeah yeah but everybody I think everybody experiences this too in different parts of your life whether it's feeling stuck in your health, feeling stuck in finances, feeling stuck in your relationship and mm-hmm. your career. Like there's, I feel that there's going to be moments like that for, for all of us, like multiple times, but it's exciting. Like we don't have to look at it as it's exciting because something new can come from that. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, okay. Once you realize you're stuck, like the only thing that can happen is change. Mm-hmm. Cause once you're, and I'm sure you agree with this, or I would think you might agree with this too. Like when you feel stuck, there's really nothing worse than feeling that way. Like you have to move out of it. It's like impossible to stay in it because it's so painful. Mm. Yeah. I was interesting. I was just thinking about um, like health as an example. And for me, um, an example of really feeling stuck with my fitness in the past. And I always wanted to run. And when I was young, I would run, but um, I always wanted to run, but I felt like I couldn't do it. And there was this I was like, I'm not a runner. And I used to like go, oh, look at those stupid people running. Like it was <laughs> like a proje- when I'd see people running, it was like this total projection because I couldn't do yeah. it. So I'd like think they yeah. were like, you know, silly. And then I, um, I just made this story up about it and I was really stuck in that. And then I made, I, I, was, I walked all the time and I made this commitment to just run like incrementally. So I ran for like a minute and then I would walk for the 45 minutes. And then the next time I'd run like 
split intervals, like one minute, then one minute off. And I slowly build up. And then I suddenly like was running seven Ks or I don't know how many miles that is. Um, but yeah. yeah. And it was, it was like making those, that tiny commitment to myself and proving to myself that I could incrementally step it up and also not, um, not giving into the like sense of failure because I, if I'd just gone into it, like trying to just run and go for a run, like however far it was, I would have failed and I would have felt like a failure and like I could have done it and been stuck in that overwhelm and that's, that's yeah. that constant cycle because I, I let myself down and I didn't do what I thought everyone else was doing and that I should just be able to get in there and do it straight away. And so I think, um, starting, yeah, it goes back to that starting small and making commitments that you can achieve and that really will help you get out of that stuckness. For sure. And I love how you brought up that, like the judgment of other things, because I, I totally resonate with that. Mm. I think when you're feeling stuck, sometimes in the space before you realize you're stuck, you have all these judgments about maybe it's running, maybe it's about a certain type of person or whatever. And it's really because it's like a shadow reflection of what you kind of maybe wish that you had or something that you you could admire, but you're looking at the other side of it. For me, it's something that came up that I realized, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I would look at people who were like influencers or who were on video a lot or something. And I'd be like, oh, they just want so much attention. But really, <laughs> yeah. really, I was like, I wish I had the courage to do that. I'm way too scared to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to put myself out there. And I had never connected those two dots until you'll have like a, an aha moment where you're like, oh, like for you, or you said, oh, maybe like I do want to run. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it's important to look at those judgments because that might be exactly actually where you want to go. Mm. Um, so, so with that example for you, what, what happened with that? Did, what did you do? Well, I, it happened actually that moment happened at a big event and someone, I said, I said something and the facilitator was like, oh, so you think they're looking for attention? And I had never connected those two dots. And that was something that actually I had heard growing up a lot, like, oh, this person's just looking for attention. This person's looking for attention over here, which was an insecurity of one of my parents. Mm. But so when he, when the facilitator brought this up to me in the event, it was just like, like mind explosion. (laughs) And I realized all of a sudden, like, wow, I've been judging this type of person my whole life and never knew that it was like connected to myself and my own insecurity. So after that, I guess, I was just aware of the judgment. And so I realized this is just a reflection of me. And so that's kind of how I handled it. I just, anytime it would come back up, I was like, that's not true. I'm just jealous. Or I wish that I could be that way. And I would try to look at it as this is actually a gift that they have. And I can start learning how to use this. I don't need to be afraid of that. And I don't need Mm -hmm. to be afraid that I'm looking for attention. Um, But instead I get to use that as a superpower. Mm. And so did you start stepping into that space more of um, doing that stuff? Yeah. 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 So I started getting on video, showing myself more, speaking my voice a little bit louder. And it's, it takes time. Like when you're stepping into something new, there's going to be a lot of fear that comes up. Like we've been mm. talking about overwhelm, things like that. Baby steps. I mean, it's, it's so beautiful how this is all coming back together. Like baby steps, taking those, like creating small wins so that you're not judgmental about yourself and you can just 
cheer yourself on no matter like however you're doing with it Mm. you can set yourself up for success yeah and what would you say to someone who was like so they've stepped they've stepped forward they've stepped into that and they're starting to do it and then they feel the fear and the anxiety like coming up you know while they're doing that what would you suggest to help like I mean you bring pay attention to it and bring awareness to it what uh, what else could someone do to just make sure they keep going so they don't get stuck again by that or you know paralyzed by that fear I think asking yourself some questions so like closing your eyes taking a deep breath because when you're paralyzed with fear like the feeling that comes to me is just tightness and it's like you're not breathing you just kind of like freeze in place and so taking some deep breaths, like allowing yourself to slow down a minute and be like, okay, what's going on here? What am I afraid of? So for my example, like being on video, the first time I went on Facebook live, I think my whole body was like, poor, like just flooded in sweat. <laughs> but mm-hmm. before I went live, I could have canceled it and I could have been like, never mind, I'm not going to do this. Instead, I asked myself a couple questions, which were like, what is really the worst case scenario here? Did I make it fool of myself on video and I can delete it like what is the real what's really at stake here what am I really afraid of what's the worst case scenario if you're not gonna die you can still do something it's like what's the benefit of me doing this why am I doing it what is the reason I want to do this how is this going to help me grow and then getting back to your why of doing it is really going to support you and the why conversation sometimes can feel like tired but it's really important to have Mm those strong roots for why you're doing something because otherwise your emotions are going to get in play and you're going to be like well my whole body is sweating so of course I can't go on video now because Hmm. my pit sweat or whatever yeah so back to your why (laughs) yeah um um for you personally what benefits did you have from stepping into that um going live and doing those videos and facing that fear well I mean, a lot of things, some of it was just personal, like gratification for myself. Like, wow, I'm proud of myself for doing this. Mm. I wouldn't have done this two years ago. Like a lot of my friends wouldn't do this. They would be afraid of this. Like, I'm really proud of myself. I was really courageous. I think that's actually probably the most important thing. um, Showing yourself that you can do something because then the more scary things you do, the more things you do that you're afraid of, like then the bar just gets higher and higher. But for me, like that's what created my whole the life that I wanted. If I hadn't been able to get on video, I could never have left my job and been working for myself for now it's been two years. I would still be in my cubicle like, oh, I wish that I could leave. <laughs> wow, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's so huge. Um and in general, what per- hurdles and obstacles have you personally faced and how did you overcome them? Um, in regards to anything in, in particular, like in business or just in life. Yeah, yeah, sure. In business, yeah. I mean, there's so many. I think that honestly, even over the things that are like, that have been like traumatic or really intense, the hardest stuff has been dealing with my own self-doubt and mm-hmm. and overcoming the thoughts in your head. Even like I've worked so much um, on what I allow to come in my head and what I focus on and all those things but still doubt will creep in all the time. And it's, that's been actually the hardest thing for me. And it's been, it's been pretty like consistent throughout the journey. Like, I don't think it goes away, 
you just have to develop a different relationship with it but in the beginning it was like crippling like the first few months the first few years were just um it I think the biggest hurdle like with the self-doubt has been doing something new that's not it hasn't really been done that often before like like coaching is a really new industry having your own business online in the span of like when you look at all of time it's very new and so there's a lot of new things that are going to come up and a lot of new challenges and um anybody listening to this podcast probably like us and our our peers we're like breaking generational habits and beliefs and all of these things and that's not always popular Mm. So, so dealing with all of that as well like from family from friends from people not agreeing with what you're saying um and learning that it's really not about that it's about you just doing like I always ask myself the question how can I impress myself that's the only question I care Mm -hmm. about because if I listen to all these other people it's not or my self-doubt I'm it's I'm not going to be happy Mm, I love that question yeah I've had people ask me if um coaching is a pyramid scheme oh yeah (laughs) like just (laughs) totally don't understand and don't get it and if you well when I pay attention to that stuff it throws me off and Mm -hmm. so it's really effective to try and useful to try to to drown it block out that noise and stuff um and yeah just focus on stay in your own lane you know focus on yourself and um how would you say to someone um, to get out of that, like listening to other people or comparison as well? I think that's another thing that can can really throw people. Um, yeah. You know, you see someone who's ahead of you who's been doing it longer or you see, and, and not just in business, in your personal life too, like it goes across everything, but you yeah. can see people doing things and that can stop you too being like, oh, well, I can't do it because it's, it's oversaturated or they're way ahead. Like, and I've only, you know, and people think things happen in an instant and often there's yeah. a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the first part, like dealing with people who have opinions that aren't going to be the same as yours or your family saying something, it's, do I want to live their life? you might really love somebody and really respect their opinion. But if you look at, do I want to live the type of life that they're living when I'm when in 30 years or in however many years, the answer is yes. Yeah. Listen to them because whatever they believe is going to create the type of life they have. But if not, if you don't want to live their life, don't take advice from them. Um, it's not like you ignore advice from people, but in certain areas of life, you only are going to get advice from people who have what you want or who are doing the things that you're doing, not somebody Mm. who's like, there's this quote, nobody's ever going to criticize you. Who's doing less than you Mm. only like only nobody is going to write a mean comment. If they're in the same game as you, they get it. So that part first was huge for me, like in helping me figure out who I should actually get advice from. Um, And yeah, the comparison thing is huge. And I think for me, it's been extremely important to not put people on pedestals and to realize just what you said, like there's always stuff going on behind the scenes that you do not know about. And just because somebody's showing the best scenes of something or they've been, in, they've been doing a certain thing 
five times as long as you have, they've been working out five times as long as you have, or they have, they already have six kids and they have another one. And it seems so easy. Like they've already been through the hard part. Mm. They've already been through the stuff that maybe you're not seeing. Um, but yeah, for me, the biggest part was, is just been like, do not put people on pedestals mm-hmm. because everybody's dealing with their own stuff and like view yourself on the same level as everybody um, and get support in the areas you need, you know? Mm, definitely. Yeah. And so, you know, I've said even myself, like I've been in this work. The first, the first time I hired a coach was 2009. So it's like oh. 11 years ago, yeah. you know, but it's not always seen. So yeah, just it's, it goes back to one step at a time as well. And being where you are, but it's being really present to you. Um, yeah. And how, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Um, kind of different things. So sometimes I need different things to get me inspired sometimes it's just something like looking at my vision board like my vision boards I try to make really wild and not things that I really care about happening but I'm like this would be so cool (laughs) so I'm not really attached to it so Mm -hmm. for example if I was feeling uninspired I might make a new vision board or I might do something creative and like get out of whatever I'm like oh I need to do these this type of work today but if I'm feeling uninspired that energy, like people are going to feel it, even if it's through a post, even if, if it's in an email, in a call that they can't even see my face, like they're going to feel my energy. So doing something totally different for me, a lot of times it's getting creative. So I love like uh, dancing or listening to music or um, making vision boards or doing something like visually, or even like in my business, this one is a win-win. I'll do, I'll make posts or something for the next few weeks, or I'll make a graphic because that helps me tap into my creativity and it's like not the masculine side of what I'm doing um Mm -hmm. so that but also just moving like if I don't feel inspired getting myself to move um and I think the third thing like sometimes I'll just let myself feel uninspired like Mm -hmm. okay I'm not always going to feel that motivation what do I want to do today I'm like I want to lay in bed and read a book all day (laughs) thank you (laughs) like sometimes I'll just yeah, I'll just let myself do it. Cause it's like, that's going to be what makes me happy. And that's going to be what gets my energy up. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's the best thing I should do. Not always try to push through and like be misproductive and miss, like get it all done. <laughs> like maybe I want to just cry in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so much place for that. And I really appreciate you saying that because yeah. giving yourself permission to sometimes be in the mess and have those down days and feel what you're feeling instead of like bypassing it, you know, that's, it's crucial. Um, and yeah. so I want this about your back, your vision boards. Have they have a lot of them come true? Oh yeah. What I love to do on my vision boards is I write on the back the date. So I actually, I order all of my pictures online instead of using magazines. So I can find very specific pictures mm-hmm. and I write the date on the back and then every year I make a new one. Um, and I'll take off the pictures that happened. And then I actually have, I call it my magic box. And I just have this, this like pink leopard box that has all the things that have happened. Um, Mm. so things like going on certain vacations or, uh, one that happened that was like small, but really, I was really excited. I had put this picture of like this beautiful bathtub in this hotel room with the view of the ocean. I love baths. 
the baths mm-hmm. are usually on my vision board. And um, basically I got to go on this trip totally for free and in the hotel room I was in had the exact, almost the exact same look of the bathtub. And I was like, this manifested in like a week. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. So it's cool to hold them. Yeah. It's cool to hold them and like, look at when you have the dates on it, you can see some of the things will take years and some of, in mine, at least some take years and then some happen in like a day. Mm. So. I love that. I've never heard anyone um, do vision boards quite like that, that specifically. And yeah, that's a really, I'm going to have to give that a go. I think. Um, yeah even like I've I find people who look like me (laughs) so there's this there's this model Ashley Graham um I don't know if you know her but she's she's like a plus size model but she looks a lot like me like her hair color is the same her skin tone's the same so I have all these pictures on mine now that have her in it because I'm like subconsciously I'll think that that's me yeah (laughs) so then like if I took out a magazine and there's a girl with red hair, like I have dark brown hair, if, you, if you're listening and you can't see, um, that feels more like it's me. So I feel like it's, it's going to manifest better and faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> so I have a few little kind of quick questions now that I'll just answer and I just can answer quickly. Um, yeah. So what are you curious about right now? Human design. Mm, it's so interesting um yeah I was yeah I want to learn more about being a projector so I'm very curious about that right now yeah cool um and what's your favorite book and why in just a few words um there's so many but the one that's popping up um is called radical forgiveness and I think you've may have read this book too Mm -hmm. and it's one of my favorites because I think I think it's required reading for every human like I think kids should have to read this in school and learn how you really actually forgive people because I always thought I knew how and I never was because the judgments would still come back later (laughs) like Mm. if the judgments are still coming back you didn't forgive somebody yeah Um, and I've read that one many 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 times and it's just always always a really good resource when I'm like in the feelings about something and I'm having a hard time like separating myself from it so it's I think that one's my favorite it's by Colin Tipping yeah, I um, I'll put it in the show notes. Actually, I haven't read it for a couple of years, so I might have to um, dive back into it because it's a beautiful book. Yeah. Um. Okay. And so, room, desk, or car? Which would you clean first? <laughs> like my bedroom. Yep. I think bedroom. Okay. Um, and what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I always think it while well, being an author, actually, I was going to say, well, there's two. One, I really like, I really see in my vision, my biggest dream is to be a really impactful author. Like mm-hmm. that's just what I really see for myself and what I'd be so excited about. Um, but also I, I've always thought about how cool would it be to just be paid to like rate um, hotels and you travel to like luxury <laughs> hotels <laughs> just wait them and write reviews I think that'd be really fun <laughs> that would be really fun um, maybe like before you have a family in your early 20s that would be like the best <laughs> yeah yeah um and on a scale of one to ten how weird are you I think it depends who I'm with <laughs> okay yeah like <laughs> certain people access a different part of the weird like I'm one sort of weird with my boyfriend and I'm the same me in all places but you know certain people just just kind of access a different part of you like with my best friend I might be different 
but I would say like 6.8. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Overall. Yeah. And in terms of your, in terms of your business, what do you wish you'd known when you first started out? I wish I would have known that there's so much you don't see behind the scenes. Like we were talking about before Mm. that it's not always what it seems. And, um, Mark, some people are very good marketers and I think I would have would have realized that, uh, before. Mm. And that goes for companies too, not just people like marketing itself can sometimes be very misleading. Mm. So what, what advice would you give to that, that new fresh version of Ali? I would say really tune into your intuition before you make any decisions. Mm-hmm. Now I think that I do that, but in the beginning I didn't as much. And I trusted more of like what appearances showed or what somebody said about themselves to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really tune into like, okay, how does my gut feel about this? Or I would just ignore my gut saying something. And mm-hmm. now I've learned so many times, like you got to listen to that. Like I've learned the hard way. So now I listen. Mm-hmm. Or I try to do the best I can. Usually I listen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And how do you usually start your day? It really depends for me. It's actually very different every morning. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm feeling like I want a really slow morning, I'll do affirmations and I'll read and I'll just like sit on the couch and have coffee. And I don't have kids or anything. If you guys are listening and you're like, how? (laughs) Like, So I have the luxury. I'm 29. I don't like... I have a lot of free time, which is really awesome. So if I feel, if I feel like I want a slow morning, I give myself a lot of time and just do whatever feels natural. Like I think with morning routines, sometimes we feel like it has to be the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of my mentors was telling me once, like, give yourself permission to give you what, give yourself what you need every day. It doesn't need to be the same. So other days when I feel a lot of energy, I might just go straight into work. And I'll, I'll get up in the morning and I'll be like, I'm so excited for a good day. Like that's something I do every morning. When I wake up in my mind, I just try to think I'm really excited for today. Like what would be so interesting if it happened today? What would be so cool? Um, so yeah, it just kind of depends on my energy level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same. I really vary what my morning rituals are as well. Um, and right now they're very short usually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's great to just trust what you need on the particular day. And that, and yeah. sometimes like for me, I find my morning rituals are not morning rituals. I might do them yeah. at night or in the afternoon if just mm-hmm. gauging on the time. Um, so if you could remove all barriers and constraints, what would you want to, um, what project would you work on and like to be known for? Oh, I love this question. Um, it would be it would be writing a book. Mm-hmm. That's been I've since I've been little I've been I've wanted to do that, um, and I have it in my plans this year to take like two months off and go and write my book and and have ample time to do that. So I think that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. And are you sharing what it would be about? I think that the first one is going to be about money mindset and un- upgrading our money consciousness. Um, that's, that's what's been coming through for the first one, but the other ones, I have no idea. I feel like they're actually going to be really different. I feel like there's going to be six. I don't know why. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel the others are going to be a totally different topic, but first will be money. Yeah. I can't wait to read it when you write it. (laughs) And what's the best compliment you've ever received? 
probably people saying like, you've changed my life mm-hmm. or my life wouldn't be the same without you or like, yeah, different comments in that vein. Like mm-hmm. just because it makes me feel like I'm really utilizing my gifts for what their mm-hmm. purpose is. And yeah. before I left the job, I never heard that. It wasn't until I started coaching and doing this soul work that I started hearing that. So, mm-hmm. um, and what does elevating your life and soul mean to you? I think it means really giving yourself the permission to live your life the way that you want to. Not that your parents want to, not that your husband wants you to, but the way that you want to. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and so is there, uh, before I go into like how people can connect with you and stuff, is there anything that I should have asked you or that you would have loved <laughs> me to ask you that I haven't? I don't think so. Um, the only, well, maybe one tiny thing. I think the question you can ask yourself, um, and we may have touched on this a tiny bit, but if you're feeling like you're stuck in that overwhelm loop, like mm-hmm. what is the one thing I can be focusing on right now? What's mm-hmm. the most important thing for me to focus on and just focus on that question. Mm, thank you. That's great. That's real. I think that's a really useful thing to do. Um, and so how, Oh, I have one other question actually that I just thought of that I really like. Um, what is something that one of your programs did for a client that you didn't expect? Oh, good question. Um, let me think about this one. Oh, um, so I work with people just like spiritual based life coaching and also business coaching. But, um, what I didn't expect is one of my clients who was a business client, she really wanted to learn about feminine energy and masculine energy. So we, I incorporate that in a lot of my business work with people. Um, and she had told, she told me after we worked together, she was like, PS, I think the biggest perk of working with you was not just the business stuff, but actually transforming my relationship with my partner through the feminine and masculine, which we were just focusing on her leaving her job and her getting a, probably people saying like, you've changed my life Mm -hmm. or my life wouldn't be the same without you. Or like, yeah, different comments in that vein. Like, mm-hmm. just because it makes me feel like I'm really utilizing my gifts for what their mm-hmm. purpose is. And yeah. before I left the job, I never heard that. It wasn't until I started coaching and doing this soul work that I started hearing that. So, mm-hmm. um, and what does elevating your life and soul mean to you? I think it means really giving yourself the permission to live your life the way that you want to. Mm-hmm. Not that your parents want to, not that your husband wants you to, but the way that you want to. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and so is there, uh, before I go into like how people can connect with you and stuff, is there anything that I should have asked you or that you would have loved <laughs> me to ask you that I haven't? I don't think so. Um, the only, well, maybe one tiny thing. I think the question you can ask yourself, um, and we may have touched on this a tiny bit, but if you're feeling like you're stuck in that overwhelm loop, like mm-hmm. what is the one thing I can be focusing on right now? What's mm-hmm. the most important thing for me to focus on and just focus on that question. Mm, thank you. That's great. That's real. I think that's a really useful thing to do. Um, and so how, Oh, I have one other question actually that I just thought of that I really like. Um, what is something that one of your programs did for a client that you didn't expect? 
Oh, good question. Um, let me think about this one. Oh, um, so I work with people just like spiritual based life coaching and also business coaching. But um, what I didn't expect is one of my clients who was a business client, she really wanted to learn about feminine energy and masculine energy. So we, I incorporate that in a lot of my business work with people. Um, and she had told, she told me after we worked together, she was like, PS, I think the biggest perk of working with you was not just the business stuff, but actually transforming my relationship with my partner through the feminine and masculine, which we were just focusing on her leaving her job and her getting a business with a little sprinkled 